Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is 2 Peter 2. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, pray that you would keep us safe spiritually, that we would not fall into the trap of false teachers, but that we would love the truth and follow you. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. 2 Peter 2. But there were also false prophets among the people, as there will be false teachers among you also, who will bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, thus bringing on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their licentious ways, because of whom the way of truth will be reviled. And in greediness they will exploit you with false words, whose condemnation from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but held them captive in Tartarus with chains of darkness, and handed them over to be kept for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a proclaimer of righteousness, and seven others, when he brought a flood on the world of the ungodly, and condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to destruction, reducing them to ashes, having appointed them as an example for those who are going to be ungodly, and rescued righteous Lot, worn down by the way of life of lawless persons in licentiousness. For that righteous man, as he lived among them day after day, was tormenting his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he was seeing and hearing. Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials, and to reserve the unrighteous to be punished at the day of judgment and especially those who go after the flesh in defiling lust and who despise authority. Bold and arrogant, they do not tremble in awe as they blaspheme majestic beings, or as angels, who are greater in strength and power, do not bring against them a demeaning judgment. But these persons, like irrational animals, born only with natural instincts for capture and killing, blaspheming about things they do not understand, and their destruction will also be destroyed, being harmed as the wages of unrighteousness. Considering reveling in the daytime a pleasure, they are stains and blemishes, carousing in their deceitful pleasures when they feast together with you, having eyes full of desire for an adulteress, and unceasing from sin, enticing unstable persons, and having hearts trained for greediness. Accursed children, by leaving the straight path they have gone astray, because they followed the way of Balaam the son of Bezor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but received a rebuke for his own lawlessness. A speechless donkey, speaking with a human voice, restrained the prophet's madness. These people are waterless springs and mists driven by a hurricane, for whom the gloom of darkness has been reserved. For by speaking high-sounding but empty words, they entice with desires of the flesh and with licentiousness those who are scarcely escaping from those who live in error, promising them freedom, although they themselves are slaves of depravity. For to whatever someone succumbs, by this he is also enslaved. For if, after they have escaped the defilements of the world, through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and they are again entangled in these things and succumb to them, the last state has become worse 
for them than the first, for it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn back from the holy commandment that had been delivered to them. The statement of the true proverb has happened to them. A dog returns to its own vomit, and a sow after washing herself returns to wallowing in the mud. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. At the end of chapter 1, Peter was telling us how sure prophecy is. Now, in chapter 2, he gets into the subject of the false teachers by saying that there were false prophets among God's people in the Old Testament, and he says there will be false teachers in the church today. They will bring in destructive ideas. The word heresy originally just meant your chosen belief system, but of course we shouldn't choose our beliefs based on our desires. We need to love the truth and go where that leads us. So heresy became a term for false teaching. Peter says that they will deny Jesus to their destruction. But unfortunately, they will bring people with them to that destruction. So that is why Peter is using strong language to warn about them. He says, people will follow their licentious ways. You can see the word license in the word licentiousness. The idea is that they will be preaching a license to sin saying that sin isn't bad, so people will follow them and sin, and it will cause people to look down on the truth because of the association with these false teachers. Paul says the false teachers are greedy, and they will use false words to get what they want, but their destruction is just around the corner. To prove that they will be destroyed, Peter goes back to several Old Testament stories. However, the first thing he goes back to is not exactly specified in the Old Testament canon. He brings up angels who sinned and were put into prison. There are some books outside of the Old Testament that talk about this, but I don't know of any books in the Old Testament that say this. There is some idea of this in Revelation, although that isn't the point being made in Revelation. In any case, Peter's point is that God didn't let angels who sinned get away with it. Then he brings up Noah and the flood, how God destroyed the wicked, but saved Noah. And then Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah. God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, but saved Lot, who was righteous. So Peter says this proves that God knows how to punish the wicked and save the righteous. Then he describes how bad these false teachers are. They lust, they despise authority, but blaspheme. Peter says even powerful angels do not dare to say such things about even the wicked. He says these false teachers are more like animals than people. They're constantly trying to please their flesh. He uses words that sound like they are drinking too much alcohol even in the daytime. They are looking at women with lust, and they are constantly greedy for more. Peter says they are like Balaam. In the book of Numbers, who wanted money and was willing to try to curse God's people to get that money. But Peter reminds us that Balaam's donkey told him how foolish he was. Peter says they are like waterless springs, meaning you go there expecting to find water and find none, because they sound good in the way they talk, but they are actually trying to turn people away from God, to trap them in sin. They promise a license to sin, but what they give is the slavery to sin. Peter says that people who start to follow Jesus and then turn away are in worse shape than before they tried to follow Jesus. It isn't clear if Peter's talking about the people who follow the false teachers or the false teachers themselves. Peter quotes two proverbs about going back into sin. The first 
about the dog comes from Proverbs 26, and the other proverb about the pig is not in the Old Testament, so we must be quoting something that we're familiar with. And now for a deeper dive. False teachers. It isn't a pretty picture. I've known some. And I thought they were good people for a while. I guess I'm not very good at figuring people out. And it isn't so much what they teach in public that is a problem. A false teacher can preach a great sermon that sounds good and doesn't have anything but the truth in it. But that doesn't mean that they mean those words. They preach what people want to hear. They preach whatever will get them what they want, be that money or power or position or sex. They will tell you the truth when it suits them, or a lie when it suits them. There are some who are better at fooling people than others, but sooner or later, they are all going to face judgment. Some will be disgraced in this life, others at the judgment. So what can we do? Well, loving the truth is a start. And then there's another question. Why would God allow these people to get away with this awful thing? Well, maybe God is allowing people who don't love the truth to believe a lie. We already read that in 2 Thessalonians 2.11. And because of this, God sends a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie in order that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but delighted in unrighteousness. But we cannot say that we haven't been warned. Peter is warning us very strongly. And Peter is also saying that God knows how to protect the righteous. If God protects the righteous from physical destruction, how much more will he protect us from the spiritual destruction of these false teachers? I guess we ought to pray that God will protect us from the false teachers. I think that is a prayer he wants us to pray. Just like Jesus included when he taught how to pray, in Matthew 6:13 and do not bring us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one amen to that scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible copyright 2012 logos bible software lexham is a registered trademark of logos bible software